Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sunshine Podcast, where we share faith, have some fun, and strive to add a little sunshine to your day. I am your host, Jason Bringhurst. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am recording from the lovely town of Port Angeles, Washington today, and I hope you're having just a, a wonderful fall. The leaves are just all changing colors here, and we're starting to have just some really beautiful uh, sunrises, uh, these fall sunrises that are just uh, beautiful. It's maybe just always that way, and I'm just not <laughs> at the rest of the year at the, up at this uh, time of the sunrise, but it's, it's just beautiful as I... Uh, uh, we'll be picking up Gavin, uh, my son, from Early Morning Seminary. My wife teaches, uh, Jen teaches the Early Morning Seminary. And I pick him up to take him to high school. And this morning, it was just an amazing sunrise and snapped a few pictures of that. And wow, just just beautiful. But it's a beautiful time in the area. Saturday, we had a nice drive out to the Seattle Temple. Uh, the drive was just incredible. It's just a little quick jaunt, you know, a little tiny excursion, a little outing, a wee hop over to Bellevue. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it's three hours. <laughs> it's three hours each way. <laughs> but it's not bad. You know, you get used to it. Um, you just have to block out most of the day to go to the temple. But uh, uh, they do require you now to schedule an appointment uh, in advance. And uh, so you just can't go there spur of the moment um, like we used to when we lived 10 minutes away. <laughs> it does take a little planning. But it was really good to get to the temple again. And, and uh, you know, I'm not a fan of wearing masks like everyone else. But... Uh, you know, I'm actually all for spreading out and having a little more elbow room. That's a, that's always nice. Okay, well, uh, in today's show, uh, I'm going to tell you my top 10 things to do here in Port Angeles. I always uh, say, you know, that I'm, I'm recording from the lovely town of Port Angeles. Well, today you get to find out a little more about it. In fact, it's probably really more information than you ever wanted to have about Port Angeles. But uh, <laughs> that's what we're getting into today. So let's get to it. Have you ever been to Port Angeles? Maybe you have been uh, here before. Uh, if so, you uh, probably came via car. Um, I mean, you can come via a ferry if you're from Victoria, Canada, but I'm guessing most of uh, you, if you have been here, you came via car because uh, you probably don't live in Victoria. So, um, you know, of course, there are, there are worse places to live than Victoria. I would not mind living there. It's a great place. To get to Port Angeles, um, there is really just one highway. It's called the 101. And if you're coming from Portland or Olympia or Seattle, uh, somehow you kind of end up on the 101. That's, that's, the, the, that's a two-lane highway, and that's what, what will get you out here. It is a great highway, uh, but it is, you know, a two-lane highway. So uh, once you kind of get out in onto the peninsula, uh, people just have to be a little more patient. You know, there's not uh, big freeways out here. Um, most of the roads are 55 miles an hour, and uh, you just kind of go with the flow. Uh, hopefully you don't get stuck behind a logging truck. You know, things are a little, a little more slow out here, I think. Uh, you get out of Tacoma and Seattle where the, <laughs> there are some uh, aggressive uh, driver, drivers out there and, and get out to the peninsula and things will slow down just a little. And it's nice. That's what you want, right? So, you know, uh, once you get out on the peninsula too, as you drive out here, the further you go, you feel like you're leaving a lot of the city life behind. Uh, you're going into the forests, uh, into uh, you start seeing just, you know, really large trees everywhere. Silverdale is going to be 
kind of the last stop that you have for any type of big stores uh, and uh, kind of the big chain uh, fast food places. We like to go to um, Five Guys out there. That's that's one place that Silverdale has. Uh, they do have a, a very small mall. Uh, so if you want to go to uh, some type of place for clothes shopping, uh, Silverdale is kind of the place. In fact, when I was uh, uh, looking to buy a suit, uh, the closest men's warehouse was in Silverdale, and that's where I had to go to, to get a suit. So that's that's the closest place, and that's a little over an hour away from Port Angeles. If you're doing your clothes shopping uh, in Port Angeles, you're shopping mostly at Walmart or Swain's. And I'll talk about uh, Swain's in a little bit, but uh, you know, you'll pass through Squim, actually. Uh, Squim, uh, you pronounce it uh, Squim. <laughs> it looks like Sequim. But it's Squim. As you're driving out, you'll you'll pass by Squim Bay, and that's a beautiful area there. There's actually a, a casino there. Um, in the wintertime, it's the prettiest uh, decorated place uh, around. They really do a really beautiful job in decorating all the the lights of the trees out there at the by the casino. So that's where we we can go to drive to see beautiful uh, Christmas decorations. You know, I kept hearing that uh, the casino had great food at the restaurant, but then we went there and my experience would say otherwise. They do have some live music there. We actually went there once and uh, uh, they had a cover band, the plane, <laughs> not getting any big, big uh, concerts out in this area. Uh, but we went to a cover band and had fun one night. I should say I had fun one night. Jen was like, can we really leave, please? <laughs> So, okay, so I had fun one night, and uh, Jen Jen was uh, nice enough to come with me uh, to listen to a cover band. So, yeah, we don't have a lot going on out here on the peninsula. This past weekend, we had a crab fest where they convinced people to buy uh, a crab dinner for $45 downtown. And, you know, they are just laying <laughs> on the, the, the ocean floor out there if you want to go get a crab, so... I don't know. I guess it's nice to have it cooked and prepared. But, um, you know, if you need anything from Costco uh, as you're coming towards Port Angeles, you do need to stop and swim. That's where you'll you'll get your Costco. And Port Angeles does not have a Costco. Uh, that's about a 20-minute drive still to Port Angeles from Squim. It's, you know, just a little little hot tip. You, <laughs> you might want to get uh, your Costco shopping done before you make it to Port Angeles. Also another tip. So while you're in Squim, you may want to go to breakfast there. Uh, Squim probably has the best breakfast uh, around here. There's a place called the Oak Table. And every time we would come out here on vacation, we would always go to the Oak Table for breakfast. You know, and we, we were in Port Angeles, so we would actually travel the 20 minutes back to Squim to, to, to get the uh, the breakfast there. So just, just trust me on this one. They have uh, German pancakes that will knock your socks off. Now you're still in the 101. You're heading towards Port Angeles. You've, you've gone through Squim. And you come to uh, Carlsberg. Now, this is just a little teeny place in between Squim and uh, Port Angeles. But there's a Chevron station there. And you'll want to get some gas there. And then you'll want to get yourself a Fountain Diet Coke. Because I'm sad to say, this really is your last stop for a Diet Coke stop. If you like a fountain drink. The only other thing ahead is McDonald's. And... I'm glad we have McDonald's because they have great fountain drinks, but they're small. They don't have like big ones here. They're just, you know, the smaller fountain drinks. But yeah, for some reason, I don't know that there just are no Diet Coke fountain drink uh, places available. There, there are a couple others. I, I should say, okay, there are a couple others, but there's something wrong. There's something going on. They're not calibrated right, and they just don't taste right. They're not 
They don't taste like they should. I've actually told the the uh, places. Nobody really seems to know or care that they're off. Uh, maybe I'm the only one who cares and can tell the difference. I'm not sure. But uh, so that's that's where you want to get your Diet Coke. Fill up with some gas at that Chevron. Now you're heading in towards Port Angeles. Uh, between Squim and Port Angeles, there's actually a little restaurant. It's on the right-hand side. Uh, it's kind of a yellow-looking house, and uh, it doesn't look like much from the outside. Honestly, it doesn't look like much from the inside. <laughs> it looks like you've entered into the 70s. Um, but if you have a hankering for some good crab cakes, this place really won't let you down. It's actually a really good restaurant. It's called Dupuis. That's how I would say it. The locals say it, Dupies. So, <laughs> uh, Dupuis, du- Dupies, however you pronounce it, uh, not a, not a bad stop, uh, especially if you like uh, some some uh, steak and seafood, uh, especially their crab cakes. Wow, really good. All right, so now you're getting uh, into the outskirts of Port Angeles. Uh, you'll drive by the Deer Park Cinema. That's our only cinema around. We actually haven't been there for I don't know, at least a couple of years because uh, of COVID. I think they're actually open again. We just haven't gone to a movie yet. I think that <laughs> it's kind of funny when you you, know, you Google things like the closest uh, theater near me, uh, that's it. And then the next closest one uh, that Google will always suggest is in Victoria, Canada, which is a one-hour ferry ride uh, over there. And currently that's shut down because of COVID. So that's been shut down for a couple of years. Uh, so after you pass this uh, Deer Park Cinema, there's this little S-curve that, that's going to take you into town. Now, it's a it's a dangerous place, and there have been several accidents there. Actually, uh, some people have lost their life. Um, they finally put in a cement curbing along their median in the middle, and uh, I don't know why it took so long. But uh, as, as you go through this S-curve... Um, it's actually one of my favorite views of the mountains. As you just look up to the mountains going through this S-curve, it's just so picturesque. It's one of the most beautiful uh, spots. It's definitely not a place to stop and take a picture because, like I say, it's kind of a dangerous place with this S-curve. But uh, it is a beautiful view right there, uh, unless it happens to be foggy, which we do get some fog here. So now you're getting closer to Port Angeles, the proper Port Angeles. Uh, You're still not in uh, Port Angeles yet. Um, as you pass Walmart. Of course, they would say it's uh, it's Port Angeles, but it's not actually within the city limits. And then there's a Safeway there. And there's actually two Safeways in town, so if anyone's trying to meet you at a Safeway, you got to find out which Safeway it's at. Safeway has a good deli, good produce. Uh, the prices is... I have found out everything just in Port Angeles is more expensive than back where we lived in Utah. The minimum wage is a lot higher here. So, of course, you're going to have to pay more for everything. But it's the price you pay for living in kind of a a beautiful, uh, out-of-the-way, touristy, scenic area, I guess. Uh, You'll next pass by a restaurant that doesn't look like much from the outside again. (laughs) Can you see a theme? Um, But it is... uh, it has the best uh, fish and chips in town. It's called Trailers, and they also have really good clam chowder. I'm not going to say much about anything else because I've never really had anything else there that's been really, really good. But as far as fish and chips go and some good clam chowder, yeah, you can stop at Trailers. So let's keep going down the road, and now you'll go through a dip, and that's where you'll kind of see the official sign welcoming you to Port Angeles. Uh, You'll see some familiar... Uh, stores like o- 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 O'Reilly's, and uh, you'll see McDonald's and Wendy's. I'm not going to sing all of the theme songs, but my kids probably could, right? Uh, Taco Bell. You know, we don't have any of the fancy stuff like the Five Guys. We don't have the Chick-fil-A. 
And it pains me to say that because, yes, that is an issue. I really like Chick-fil-A. So whenever we're in the Seattle area, I may make a special trip and make my entire family go to Chick-fil-A. And they usually don't mind, actually, because it's really good. Who's going to argue, right? Uh, As someone who generally likes food, (laughs) have you noticed already that's all I've been talking about? Uh, I'm going to give you an opinion on a few places here. Um, But, you know, just remember, you are, again, in Pepsi country here. So don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um, The only decent place within Port Angeles to get a fountain beverage Diet Coke is McDonald's. Just live with it. That's that's where you got to go. Uh, I know that Wendy's has it, but there there there's something off with it. I'm telling you, it's not the way it's supposed to be. Okay, now there is a place if you're uh, in the mood for a hamburger, don't just jump over to the Wendy's and McDonald's. There's a place called Frugal's. Now this is where you want to get a burger. Okay, Frugal's is only drive-through, and it's not going to be the best burger in the world, but it's pretty good price, and it is a good burger. So they have some. You know, cheeseburgers, fries, cheese curds, shakes. They even have fry sauce. You know, that's not that common up here. So that's that's where you want to stop. Get yourself a burger. Now, again, comparing places to some places that I really like in Utah, their shakes are nothing special here at Frugal's. I'm sorry. In fact, they're just so-so. <laughs> if you've been to like a JCW's in Utah, now that's a shake. Those are Those are shakes. Um, I think the Shake Shack in Tacoma is another good example. Frugal's, yeah, it'll get you a good burger and fries. You might as well get a shake, but it's it's not going to be, again, it's not going to knock your socks off. You know, trust me on that one. <laughs> but, as you know, it's better than uh, Wendy's or McDonald's as far as the burgers go. Now, if you want a sit-down pizza place, there is actually a really good place in town. It's called Gordy's, and they make a mighty fine pizza. Um, it's a little more, quite a lot more expensive than like a Little Caesars or Domino's, but it is, uh, it's very good quality and it's a place where you can actually sit down and, and, uh, and have a meal. It's not uh, just takeout. One thing that's interesting as you head into the downtown area, uh, is that the street changes into a one-way street. So there's a one-way street, uh, going into town and then there's a one-way street, uh, going into out of town. So you're taking now a uh, front street heading into town. And there's two lanes, and uh, you go one way into town. You want to hang a right onto Lincoln, and that will take you down to the water. Um, and there's parking at the, the landing. Um, there's some shops there and a restaurant uh, called Downriggers. You can climb up. Uh, wa- uh, there's a watchtower there. You can climb up on, on the pier at the pier and, and look at the water. You can see across uh, uh, to, over to where the Coast Guard station is. And uh, it's a neat, there's a neat walkway there, and it's just kind of a, a fun, fun place to, to spend some time down there. Um, there's a, a beach there called Hollywood Beach. So that's a good place just to leave your car and then just go explore the downtown. Port Angeles used to be a, a logging community and has a history with uh, uh, paper mills employing a lot of the people. And now it's more of a, it's turning more of into a retirement area and, a, and definitely is a tourist town. The good thing about that is that there are really some fantastic restaurants downtown. I'm not going to go through every single restaurant downtown uh, because there are a lot of good ones, um, but there are a few that kind of stand out to me. I will uh, point those out. 
And uh, yes, this is <laughs> kind of like the Rick Steves. Uh, if you're in Port Angeles, uh, this is, you know, where you want to go and, and where you want to eat. A few of the restaurants that I like in the downtown area, I mentioned Downriggers. Now, Downriggers, they, they have really good food. You're not going to be disappointed there. They're not the the most amazing restaurant ever, but really, I mean, it's it's a good place to go. I, I always enjoy it there. And <laughs> To, to be fair, I, when I say it's not the best place ever, I feel like I've, I've had the opportunity to eat in some really amazing places in Las Vegas and uh, in Louisiana and uh, just, I mean, New York. I mean, I've, I've gone to some really, really nice restaurants, Los Angeles. And uh, and so we have some great restaurants here and, and I maybe am downplaying them a little too much, but, uh, so anyway, downriggers, great, great food. It's right there on the water and, uh, it's a fun place because it's one of the best places to, to give a view of the water while you eat. Uh, another place that is really good. Um, and I think even better food is a uh, Cocapelli grill. That's definitely one of my top restaurants. They have a variety of food, including steak and seafood. Uh, we've gotten grilled oysters there for an appetizer and we were not disappointed. And for lunch, they have uh, a smoked salmon chowder that is really incredible. That's uh, that's, that's one that you want to try. Uh, again, I'm not going to tell you about every restaurant in town, but just a few that I like. Um, one that, uh, does stand out to me for, especially for lunches, I like to go to, uh, the next door gastro pub. They just have an amazing, uh, variety of burgers and, uh, really good, uh, thick fries. And I've had a good experience every time I've gone there and everything that I've ordered. And, uh, so that's a really good downtown place, uh, if you were to grab lunch and they, they do dinners too, uh, in the evening, uh, when I went there, it seems to have more of a bar atmosphere. Um, so I, I tend to go there more in uh, for lunches. And uh, for the first year that I was here in Port Angeles, my office was downtown. And so I, I had a chance to explore some of these restaurants. And that's where I, I found a lot of these. Uh, honestly, since I moved my office away from the downtown, I haven't gone to a lot of these places as often. But uh, uh, anyway, next door, Gastropub. Yeah, check that one out. Okay, I'll mention a couple more places. Um, for breakfast, if you don't want to go back to swim, uh, drive the 20 minutes to go to the Elk Table, which, I mean, if you're in the area and you got some time, it's worth it. It's the oak table. So great. But there is a really good re- restaurant in town for breakfast called the chestnut cottage. And like the oak table, they are only open for breakfast and lunch. Uh, so a great breakfast, brunch, lunch place, but honestly more breakfast than lunch, uh, both, both oak table and chestnut cottage. I've had their lunch, a few of their lunch menu items. Again, they're good, but it's not something that you'd be like, wow, <laughs> when I have someone come visit in town, this is where we got to take them, or this is where I want to come back for a birthday or something like that. So Chestnut Cottage, definitely really good in town. Uh, probably my top pick for in Port Angeles for breakfast. Uh, I have gotten some really interesting uh, things there. They have a uh, scramble with uh, brie, eggs, spinach, and uh, just has such a a good flavor. I know I'm leaving out some ingredients, but, uh, but then they have as a side, you can choose a bakery item and they have these cinnamon rolls that come as a bakery item that are so massive and so gooey and delicious and warm. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the chestnut cottage. So that's a, that's a place you want to hit in Port Angeles for breakfast. So one other place that I'll just mention, and it's a, a sandwich place. So if you're looking for a place to, to grab a sandwich, you'll drive up Lincoln and it's called Subway. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. <laughs> there, there is a subway here on Lincoln. Why? I, I, I'm sorry. Okay, I know there are a lot of fans of Subway out there. Okay, I'm not. I am so not a sub. Every time I go to Subway, I eat and I'm like, well, that was food. Uh, I've never left Subway and went, wow, that was delicious. So anyway, okay, so <laughs> you drive up Lincoln Street. And you pass that subway. You just keep on going. You don't even think about stopping at subway. And you go up to Drake's. Drake's is where you want to get a sandwich. This is a, you know, just a, a, a small town uh, local sandwich shop. And they do it right. They have just delicious French bread, all types of sandwiches. And uh, you're going to be happy you went to Drake's. Um, I've uh, had <laughs> multiple sandwiches. And usually every time I finish, I'm like, that was a great sandwich. Those words have never come out of my mouth after I've eaten at Subway. So go to Drake's. And uh, oh, they ha- also have uh, really good uh, bread bowls with either chili or clam chowder. And they're pretty close to my office. So <laughs> that's a bonus. Anyway, delicious. Uh, you're not going to be disappointed with Drake's. Uh, and we do have a Jimmy John's in town. Um, that's really nice. But uh, Jimmy John's, I have never had a bad experience with Jimmy John's really either. But you can get Jimmy John's anywhere. So go to Drake's. Okay. I've got you all covered with places to eat, and you can see where my priorities are, right? (laughs) So what now? What are you going to do? You've eaten at, like, all these great restaurants. Well, let's hit some highlights. This is what people actually come to to Port Angeles for. We've got a few good restaurants. That's not why people are coming to Port Angeles, right? Okay, so uh, Hurricane Ridge. Uh, It's definitely um, at the very top of of people's list. It's in the Olympic national park. It's definitely one of the top two places in Port Angeles that people go to when they come visit. Uh, it's approximately like an 18 mile drive from Port Angeles. Uh, and, and uh, Port Angeles is right on the water, right? So we're basically sea level. What's interesting is that we're right next to the mountains. So it goes, you go from sea level straight up to the mountains. So this is 18 miles going up into the mountains. And, uh, up at the, the ridge, you have hiking, uh, skiing, snowboarding, and it's, uh, like I say, one of the most popular destinations in the national park. The elevation up at Hurricane Ridge is 5,242 feet. Uh, Salt Lake City is more like 4,200 feet, uh, but of course, that's the valley. Um, and then uh, if you get up uh, to like Snowbird, uh, there's a peak in Snowbird that's 11,000 feet. So we're nowhere near that type of elevation uh, at Hurricane Ridge, but it's a huge ele- uh, elevation gain from from you know the downtown Port Angeles area. Uh, okay, so I'm getting off topic. This is <laughs> this is about Port Angeles, not about Utah and Snowbird. But you know, if you're in Salt Lake, go check out Snow- Snowbird because it's pretty cool. <laughs> Okay, Hurricane Ridge, it's beautiful. You're in the mountains. Uh, We've taken pictures and posted them on Facebook of our family up there doing like a picnic. And people have been like, wow, looks like, you know, you're on the sound of music. I mean, it's just this beautiful mountain area and uh, you'll you'll, you'll enjoy it up there. We we go sledding up there in the wintertime. Um, It's a fun place. Get a lot of snow up there. And uh, we've done some hiking up there. Jen and I, in fact, uh, for our honeymoon, we hiked to Grand Lake uh, and your uh, trailhead starts there up at Hurricane Ridge. And um, we went there for our honeymoon and camped up there and just backpacked out there. So, yeah, Hurricane Ridge is a beautiful place to go see. Okay, number two, Salt Creek. Um, this is uh, it's a really big area, so it's it's hard to describe it all uh, like most places. But uh, um, it's uh, it's a 196-acre park. And it was previously a military camp, Camp Hayden, in World War II. Uh, it was built around 1942. 
so don't get this confused with Fort Warden. Um, if you happen to follow my family on Facebook, we've posted a lot of pictures uh, through the years from at Fort Warden, and that's over in Port Townsend, which is awesome, and that's a completely different uh, episode to talk about Port Townsend. But uh, uh, this is this is still Port Angeles area. This is not an episode about Port Townsend, I'm sorry, but uh, if it were, boy howdy, Fort Warden, that'd yeah, be close to the top of the list, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so back to Salt Creek. Salt Creek is definitely in the Port Angeles area. Uh, Salt Creek has tide pools during low tide. And when I was growing up, low tide meant that we were out of laundry detergent. <laughs> but up here, <laughs> this means that the water has decided to take a break and I don't know where it goes. It goes somewhere else. And so it recedes and it leaves all these pools, these tide pools. And then you get to see like all these little creatures that live underwater. And uh, so it's kind of fun. The kids love going out there and finding little crabs and different things. And, uh, and so these little pockets or pools of water are, are all over the place. And it's it's really fun. I call this kind of the rocky side of, uh, of uh, Salt Creek. And there's a big campsite there. We actually camped there with the young men uh, in the ward once. And at night, I was walking to the restroom, and I shined my flashlight up into these massive trees around me, and hundreds of <laughs> eyeballs were reflecting in the trees. There must have been like, seriously, at least 50 raccoons, maybe 100 raccoons looking at me. It was a little creepy, so... <laughs> You definitely want to lock up your food uh, at night at Salt Creek. So uh, on the other side of Salt Creek, uh, so you kind of camp at the, ro- the rocky side. On the other side uh, um, is the, the sandy side. That's where you have the, the sandy beach. It's a beautiful big beach area, and um, we like to go there. The kids uh, like to play in the water, and we'll just bring uh, some, uh, toys for the, the beach and they're, they're happy for, I mean, they always want to stay longer than we stay. It's just a really fun place to, to hang out at the beach. And Jen brings a book. I like to do photography and take pictures and it's just really a beautiful area. Number three, Lake Crescent. Now, again, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you've seen so many pictures of Lake Crescent. It's so picturesque. It's such a beautiful lake. Um, it's something just really rare. Lake Crescent is a, a rare gem. It's not a very busy lake. The lakes in Utah, um, I think of, they're always just filled with boats and, and people water skiing and different things. This lake's just not very busy. I mean, there's a few boats here and there. Uh, the water is just blue and clear. It comes from a glacier that they say that the water is so clear and blue because it lacks uh, nitrogen in the water, which inhibits the growth of algae. So it's, it's just really clear. You just see right down to the bottom, and it's just beautiful. And, and anyway, so beautiful lake. Uh, it's in the National Park, so there are very few cabins or anything around the lake. And um, those that are, are there, the cabins that are there, they've been there for a very long time and were kind of grandfathered in. Uh, it's in the mountains. It's surrounded by tons of beautiful trees. And it's really one of our favorite places to go in the summertime. Uh, it's just beautiful. Uh, lots of people take kayaks onto the lake. Um, and uh, we just like to go play on the beach and, and just have a nice time in, in the water. We do uh, have a boat we like to take out sometimes. We'll pull the kids on a tube behind the boat. Um, but uh, Lake Crescent, just beautiful. Okay, Mary Mare Falls. That's going to be number four. Uh, it's close to Lake Crescent. It's a two-mile hike from Lake Crescent. Uh, that's where the trailhead is. And uh, and then you just hike up uh, it's, uh, to this beautiful 90-foot waterfall. 
if you like the outdoors, you'll just you'll just love this hike. Um, it may be a little strenuous for uh, someone who maybe has trouble walking or someone who's elderly, but most people can get up there uh, without too much of an effort if you just take it easy. Next, you're going to want to jump in the car and keep heading up the same road towards Forks and the Elwha River. That's my number five. The Elwha is home to steelhead salmon. There's always talk about salmon here. It's a big deal. And in Forks, that's, you know, if you're wondering, where have I heard the, the, the town Forks before? It's from the Twilight series. That's what put uh, Forks on the map. So people still come for the, to, to see, uh, you know, where uh, Twilight was based upon the, the area, the town where uh, Bella lived. Honestly, there's not much in the town, really. Uh, it's a small town. I like Forks a lot, uh, but, you know, it's a beautiful drive to go there. And uh, you have to go there uh, to get to the next two pl- places anyways. So uh, there is a timber museum, museum there. Um, and now I know some of you younger single adults are like, wow, a Tinder museum. Now, Tinder is that app that you use for dating. This is a timber museum. Okay. It's a big difference. I don't want you coming all the way out here for the Tinder museum. It's timber. Okay. So uh, number six, the whole rainforest. So again, you have to go through forks to get to this. Uh, so the whole rainforest, it's uh, as Kermit the Frog would say, it's not easy being green. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. There are only two rainforests, I believe, in North America. Uh, and you'll have to check my facts on that. But uh, uh, there are two rainforests up here. And they're right next to each other. And I'm sure the other one's great. I've never been there. Um, but the whole rainforest is the one that I've been to several times and it's really just impressive. It's something, you know, you have to see in person. Again, most of these places I'm trying to describe to you growing up in Utah. I mean, it's kind of like trying to describe Zion's Canyon or Bryce Canyon. Uh, it's, it's kind of something you have to see, but, uh, large, you know, trees everywhere, evergreens, uh, beautiful trees. Uh, everything's very, very green. Uh, the rainforest is 24 miles long. A lot of moss. <laughs> it's very picturesque. Uh, every picture you take just looks amazing. Uh, the whole river runs next to it. Um, there's herds of elk that live there, and it's just a, a beautiful area. Number seven is going to be La Push. La Push is on the coast, so you're actually uh, out there on the ocean with incredible, uh, beautiful beaches and ocean views and sunsets. Uh, it's in the Quileute uh, tribal land area. Uh, they manage it, and uh, it's been closed for most of COVID. Uh, it did open up, um, I believe, but in August, but uh, we have not been out there for a little while. We've also gone out to uh, Ruby Beach, which is close by, um, but I think La Push might be nicer, um, and it has some cabins that you can rent. We stayed out there one year with a family reunion for Jen's family. Uh, but Ruby Beach and Rialto Beach are also uh, very beautiful. Uh, they're close by, and but they do seem a little busier, at least uh, from my experience. Um, but any of them, there, there's so much room on the beach. There's plenty of room to go find your own private space and just spend the day there. Really fun. Number eight, Cape Flattery. Now, this is also on tribal land. Uh, it's a different tribe called the Macaw Tribe. And uh, they are uh, still closed to the public. They have not opened up through COVID this whole time. Thanks, COVID. So uh, it's a beautiful place. And it is like as far away as you can get. <laughs> if you want to get away from everything, from civilization, this is this is your place. It is uh, just way, way out there. So on your way there, though, you have to go through Nia Bay. And uh, Nia Bay is really kind of a cool place. It's a very small town. When we went to Nia Bay... 
I saw the most bald eagles I had ever seen in my life. They, there were just dozens and dozens of bald eagles, and they were all just down on the water feeding on, I don't know, a bunch of fish. But it was just amazing to see so many bald eagles all together. Um, so you need to stop in Nia Bay and get a permit to go out to Cape Flattery. Again, right now it's closed, but uh, when it does open again, you go out and you hike about a mile to get out to the outlook at Cape Flattery. It's really worth the drive out there. You feel like you're on the edge of the world, and it is the furthest northwest tip in the contiguous United States. So, I mean, you don't get any further out there. Nope, that's it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the end point. So... Very cool, though. You'll want to check that out if it's open ever again. Next one, I don't know how to pronounce this because it, to me it looks like the Chinese Shishi, but I think people call it Shishi Beach. I'm not sure. Shishi, Shishi, Shishi Beach. Anyway, it's number nine. Uh, this might be my favorite beach ever. I just loved it. Uh, it was so immense, sandy beach. And when we went, it was just, I couldn't believe that it was all to ourselves. Um, very beautiful. Maybe I shouldn't be putting this on a podcast. Now millions of people are going to know about this. All of my millions of listeners. What was I thinking? Okay, well, let's just keep it between us, okay? All right, don't tell anyone. So anyway, besides, I haven't even pronounced it right, so you will probably can't even find it. <laughs> but it's also part of the Macaw tribal land, uh, and it's closed for now, so you can't go there anyway. But uh uh, trust me, that's it's an amazing beach. Okay, number 10. After going on all these excursions, uh, you'll come back to Port Angeles and you're going to want to check out the spit. Now, I didn't know what a spit was when I came up here for the first time. People kept talking about the spit. Well, it's, uh, I think, officially called Edda's Hook. And it's a piece of land that extends a couple miles out, and it uh, kind of makes the nice harbor that uh, is, is Port Angeles. It's a natural spit, and uh, it extends out into the, the Strait of Juan de Fuca. And that's why uh, Port Angeles has this nice natural harbor for all these boats to come in. There is a Coast Guard station out at the very end of it, um, but you can drive almost all the way to the very end. There's several places to stop uh, and, and park and, and just watch the, the ocean to watch uh, beautiful sunsets. We've seen seals out there. Uh, some people I know have seen orcas out there. We've never been that lucky. Uh, but we have. There's a boat launch out there. We've gone out and, and uh, went crabbing dropped uh, crab pots down and, and caught uh, a lot of crab. They're just out there. They're just waiting for you. I mean, you have to have a license and you have to go at the certain times of year and everything, but they're out there. They're delicious. Dungeness crab. I'm telling you, that's, that's something. Again, maybe I shouldn't be telling everyone about this. Maybe I should just keep some of this, you know. Okay, let's just, that's our secret. We'll keep it just among ourselves, okay? But no, I've become a, a really big fan of fresh-cooked crab. Um, when Jen and I first got married and through the years, I've slowly warmed up to seafood with uh, her family. I mean, I, I it, on my mission in La Rochelle, I was my first real introduction to seafood. And I started uh, liking mussels and different things. And then her family, they always did like a big seafood dinner with crab. I wasn't really into crab, but now... Now, fresh cooked crab. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. So anyway, uh, this is probably out on the hook there on Edda's Hook uh, or the Spit. 
uh, is probably your best uh, view of Port Angeles also because you go out there and you can actually see the city with the mountains behind it. Uh, so it's a beautiful place to take pictures and at nighttime you can see the city all lit up and and uh, it's really pretty and it reflects on the water. And every now and then you can actually see the northern lights there. That happened just recently. So uh, that's my number 10. So now you have you have uh, my, my top 10. Okay, as a bonus tip, um, just for the listeners who have stuck with me through this episode, and uh, this is where all the locals go shopping. It's called Swain's, and it's called Swain's General Store, and they generally have stuff. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, but they, they're, uh, they're kind of like, I don't know, they're like a Cabela's uh, mixed in with an Ace Hardware, and they have uh, several touristy T-shirts and bumper stickers and and different things. So it's it's a great store, and everyone, <laughs> whenever anyone comes up who's from Port Angeles, they always want to go back to Swain's, and and uh, it's a fun place. All right, and as a bonus uh, story, um, maybe I'll share a story about uh, something that happened when we first moved up here. We moved up in June, I believe, and my my birthday's in August. So my first birthday up here, uh, my wife, Jen, took the kids to Swain's uh, to look for a birthday present for me. And they they saw this candy called deer poop. And uh, everyone knew that it was, you know, just chocolate that kind of is like Whoppers in there. Everyone knew that except for Xavier. Now, Xavier uh, was probably six years old back then, right? So... He thought it was real deer poop. He thought, well, what a funny gag, I guess, right? So so, uh, <laughs> so I opened the present and uh, like, oh, deer poop, huh? <laughs> and everyone's laughing, you know. And then I tear open the bag and I threw one in my mouth, not knowing that he didn't know that it was actually candy. And he was yelling, no, no. And he covered his mouth in shock and horror. <laughs> and if we had known what he was thinking that he actually thought it was, you know, the real deer poop. Oh man, we could have got it on, on film, uh, but we didn't. But, oh, it was so funny watching him, just, you know, yelling in like slow motion. No. And then when I threw it in my mouth, he like, he threw his hand on his mouth in just shock. Oh, his eyes were wide with fear. <laughs> oh my goodness. That kid cracks me up. Okay. Well, this episode's gone on a little longer than most episodes, but uh, I hope that you've enjoyed hearing about Port Angeles, Washington. It is a special place. It really is. Um, I didn't know how much I would grow to love it uh, when I first came here so many years ago uh, on my honeymoon with Jen. But, you know, it seemed like a neat small town. I didn't think they would ever live here. But through the years, as uh, we would visit during summer vacations and Christmas, the Spirit started to give me impressions that we would move here one day. When we'd go to church, I'd feel that uh, one day that would be our church. And then the time came uh, when we were here on vacation, a little over three years ago now. Jen and I both felt that we should pray about moving here. And we decided that we should follow this prompting. And uh, it's been a blessing for Jen's parents to have someone close by to help them as they are getting advanced in their years. It's been a blessing for my children uh, who have lived at home to get to know their, uh, to get to know Jen's parents better. You know, I miss my family, my friends, and uh, many things about Utah. But for now, uh, and maybe forever, Port Angeles is home. Uh, Jen and I sang a hymn in church uh, together not long before we moved from Highland. And I love this hymn so much. I'll end the episode by sharing it. It may not be on the mountain height or over the stormy sea. 
It may not be on the battle's front. My Lord will have need of me. But if by a still small voice he calls to the paths that I do not know, I'll answer to your Lord with my hand in thine. I'll go where you want me to go. Perhaps today there are loving words which Jesus would have me speak. There may be now in the paths of sin some wanderer whom I should seek. O Savior, if thou wilt be my guide, though dark and rugged the way, my voice shall echo the message sweet. I'll say what you want me to say. There's surely somewhere a lowly place in earth's harvest field so wide, where I may labor through life's short day for Jesus the crucified. So trusting my all to thy tender care, and knowing thou lovest me, I'll do thy will with a heart sincere. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord, over mountain or plain or sea. I'll say what you want me to say, dear Lord. I'll be what you want me to be. Well, thank you so much for listening and hanging out to the end of a longer episode, but I hope that uh, we've added a little bit of sunshine to your day. And if you did like the episode, as always, we'd appreciate it if you would uh, uh, give us a good review and rate it, and uh, especially in Apple Podcasts, that's where it seems to drive most of our, our listeners, uh, find us there. You know, it's just a little small step that makes a big difference on how we show up when people are looking for podcasts. If you did like the show, please subscribe uh, on Spotify. I know there's a bell that you can click that will uh, notify you when other episodes come out. And as always, would love to have you shared on social media so others can find us. Or if you think a friend would uh, enjoy the episode, go ahead and share it with them. Until next time, cheers from the Pacific Northwest.